Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. Okay, we're going. We're going. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. This is episode 134, and today I'm here with my friend and coworker, co-podcaster, Jared Bones Bradford. How you doing? Hello. I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here today with you and uh, ready to get this thing started. Hello, Weekly Warrior listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Before we get this party started, we're going to drop a word about our sponsors. And today's episode is brought to you by Apsi Farms. Apsi Farms, located in Michigan, one of the best farms you will ever come across. The cattle is grass-fed. The cattle is grass-finished. The cattle is free to roam, graze the land, and regenerate the soil. It's good for the planet, which means it's more nutritious meat, which means it's better for you and your family. So you can go to apsifarms.com, build your meat bundle. They have some of the most delicious meat that you're ever gonna find. I mean, they have chickens, they have tri-tip, they have sausages, they have steaks, they have liver, anything that you wanna try, you can find at Apsi Farms. So use code WARRIOR10 at checkout for 10% off your meat bundle. Oh, and they ship pretty much everywhere in the United States, all over the Midwest. We are also brought to you by EarthFed Muscle. And who doesn't love a good protein powder? But how about a great protein powder? And you're going to find that at EarthFed Muscle. We've been taking their stuff for over a year now, and there's really no end in sight. I'm not going to change to anybody. We think you're going to love it too. Their artwork on their, their products is awesome. They have farmers on staff to ensure the quality of their grass-fed cattle uh, is up to, up to par for, for their products. And they also have some great vegan options. Vegan protein, that's what I take. Uh, it tastes delicious, not grainy at all. They have some great supplements, uh, some fish oils, general other vitamins, which are great. And we think you, you're going to love them. So check them out, earthfedmuscle.com. And you can use code WARRIOR10 for 10% off your checkout. All right, uh, let's get back to the show. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about something with you today. And it has to do with training and getting mm-hmm. stuck or stagnant or just bored with training. And I want to tell you how this conversation came up. I was having a conversation with Corey, actually. I got back from the gym and he's getting ready to go for work. And he comes in, he goes, you know what? I just, I feel really stuck right now. Or I feel really unmotivated to train. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, yeah, tell me about that. Tell me more about that. He said, you know, I, I had my sights set on MCOLs, and I worked towards that and passed MCOLs. And then I had my sights set on the academy, and I got through the academy. Now what? Now what? Now what do I do? I... I I know I want to train. I know I want to be fit, but it's really hard to train when you don't have a specific goal or finish line that you're aiming for. And I think this scenario is really common. It's one that I know I can relate to. 
And it's one that I hear a lot where someone was training for an event. So maybe it's a marathon or whatever their version of Everest is, of climbing Everest. And they cross that finish line and they ask that same question of, okay, I did the thing. Now what? Mm-hmm. Um, or I think of college athletes who graduate and join the real world and they don't have anything to train for. And they ask that same question. So now what? Or maybe it's a transition in life where you become a new parent. You have kids, you get married, you ask the same question. Yeah. What, what do I do? I know I, know I want to do something, but I just yeah. feel really uninspired right now. Yeah. So I wanted to bring this question to you and ask, okay, all of these people in these scenarios are stuck, they're stagnant, they're kind of bored with their training. What types of directions should they consider? Well, it seems like hearing you explain that, I was like, man, we are in such a rush to get to those milestones in life, especially if we're listening to this in like our mid twenties, early thirties in that era of like, okay, graduate college. Now what? Get a job. Now what? And even then, you know, get to college, play a, be successful college athlete. Then you graduate. Now what? Uh, get married. Shit. Now what? Have kids, raise kids. At some point during that, you got to think, well, now what? Especially when maybe later in life, when your kids leave, uh, man, I can totally see that like we are in such a rush hearing you say those things of like getting to those finish lines and not knowing what that feeling is going to be like. And I think even if it is just an event like a marathon or an Ironman or a CrossFit competition, that once you complete it, no matter how you do, you feel good for a very short amount of time. And then it's pretty common to have that like almost like depression like that just like emptiness or just like that downtime you're like man you maybe have time to reflect but you're like you were so caught up in the training and the prep and the motivation inspiration of that thing that you're just hyper focused and then you don't know what's on the other side or what it's going to feel like and it can feel pretty scary so i think uh your question was what to do in those situations yeah what are some things that those people should consider Yeah, consider that that feeling, that stagnant feeling is temporary and that there's always there is another finish line. And I think that if you find yourself in one of those types of positions, find the scariest thing you can think of to do Mm. and sign up for it. Or go do it. Because the thing that you say, that's scary. I don't want to do that. Oh, I, would, I could never do that. I would never do that. It's probably yeah. the thing that's going to like push you to get that same type of feeling you had before. And that's a good feeling because that is what sets you on a path of growth and, and, and achievement and becoming a little bit better than you were yesterday. Um, and I'm a huge hypocrite when I say that. Because I think I'm going through this right now where I feel very dull, bored, maybe a little bit depressed about just like my training. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't even know what to sign up for. I don't know what to do. Um, But I think that judging from what I've done in the past, that is the best answer. I love that answer. I was thinking the same thing of... 
Well, it makes sense if you cross one finish line to create another one, sign up for something else. But I like what you did in that you said, do the thing that scares you. Because the scary thing is really going to light a fire. So what scares you? What's something that would scare you? Okay, so what scared me in the past would be just this year. A Spartan race was Mm -hmm. uh, awful. (laughs) It was awfully scary. And it was awful to do. (laughs) So it was the Spartan Beast, which is a half marathon through, you know, it it was awful. It was really hard. And I was like, man, I'm never signing up for one of these things again. But, you know, you feel kind of high and good after you complete it. And you're like, all right, I'm signing up for the next one. Um, so stuff like that for me, that long distance stuff has always been really scary because if you know me, I'm good for like sprints types of things. So like that's kind of out of my wheelhouse. So that would be the scary thing for me would be either uh, a marathon, Spartan race, Ironman, or honestly doing uh, a CrossFit competition like RX, like individual mm. RX would be... Ooh, scary for me yeah because uh, it's not great at it yeah i yeah my gears are turning right now i f- i can relate to this question too because yeah. i think moving moving and not really being a part of a crossfit community i haven't competed in a long time and i've mm. been training solo i like training i like going to the gym and it feels good, but I'm very much going through the motions and just kind of ticking a box. Yeah. You go to the gym and you just say, all right, I worked out today. But really there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing more than that. And so when you brought up that idea of, okay, do the scary thing. And you said, you know, sign up, do a CrossFit competition, not just a CrossFit competition, but do do it solo, do it RX. The same, th- I thought I had the same thought of that. Oh yeah, that's scary. Mm. That's a scary yeah. thought. Man, when was it the is. last time I did that? <laughs> right. It's probably, it's been a while for you. You guys being up yeah. you haven't been training at a CrossFit gym. Thinking this through now. So yeah, I think after you've crossed that big finish line, we were talking about whether it was an event or a life event or something like that. And I said, you know, go do the scariest thing. But there's that like in-between time potentially where you don't know what the scariest thing is yet. And maybe you're searching it out. Maybe you just don't know why you're feeling down or like unmotivated. And I think in that, that amount, that time, maybe it's a week or two or a month or six months, go back to doing what you love and what you're comfortable in, right? Go back to what you know, because at the very least, you're like, you're going to keep t- checking those boxes and it's okay to feel like that. It's okay to just check a box. You're still doing a lot better than not being aware of it, not being aware that something is wrong or something's not quite inspirational to you yet. Um, and just understand that that feeling is temporary. But go back to do what you love. If you've been doing CrossFit for a solo CrossFit competition and then you do it and you get fourth or third or whatever and you come back to the gym and you're like, man, go back and just lift for a couple of weeks. Or set like a a goal to like I'm gonna PR my shoulder press in you know the next eight weeks or something right go back to doing what you love do some bodybuilding uh, you know and and just do what you love until the next opportunity presents itself or you seek it out because I think if you like you and I both know if you put that energy out in the universe I don't know if it that's how it works 
literally, but like it comes back to you. Like things will present themselves as long as you stay aware. Oh, yeah. I like what you said about there's nothing wrong with feeling the way you're feeling. So kind of validate this time that's in between finish lines, I guess, or Mm -hmm. in between. There's kind of this lull. It's okay to feel the way you're feeling and kind of embrace the season that you're in. Yeah. You know, every season of life, you might not have something that excites and inspires you all the time, but you can still enjoy that season by doing exactly what you said. Think about what, what do you find fun? What do you find enjoyable? Like, you like deadlifting? Freaking go hit it hard with deadlifts for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that a lot. I think that's great advice. What do you think? Like, what direction, if someone was in that situation, if someone came to you, like we were just talking before this, and I was like, man, I'm kind of, an, I'm literally right now for the past week or two, like, meh. And oddly enough, we just had that Spartan race. So I don't know if that's it, but I just feel very like just disengaged from my training where I'm, I'm falling into a lot of comparison traps with other people and I'm oh. not really performing. I'm just like really disengaged and not inspired to work out as much as I was. Me coming to you asking that, what would you say is the best route? Mm, I think outside of what we've already talked about, I, I always lean heavily on past experience. So yeah, think about past experience. Think about what a positive experience with training would look like for you. And let's define that. And let's lean into that. But also, this is, I have two thoughts. I have three thoughts. So, so thought number one is, and I don't know if this will feel true for you. It might not. For most people, when they come to me and they say, I really want to run a 5K or a marathon or a triathlon, it's not really about the event or crossing that finish line. It's about becoming the type of person that trains for those things. Does that make sense? Totally. So it's it's more about adopting the identity of these athletes that they admire than it is actually doing those things. And it's the event itself, I think, helps that person embody those characteristics, right? They want to be disciplined. They want to be driven. They want to have the consistency that it takes to accomplish whatever feat it might be. And so I always think that's interesting because I have people come to me all the time. They say, I hate running. I've never run in my life. I really want to do a 5K. And you think, God, why? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's really because they admire runners. They admire these people that sign up for races and train for them and cross the finish line. So it really has nothing to do with 5K or the fact that they enjoy running. They actually dislike running completely, but they like they like the identity that's behind mm. that. Wow, you hit so many points. 
is that was your first thought and you have of three that was my first thought yeah that's like <laughs> man that was awesome because i immediately when you said it's more about the process right that's mm-hmm. basically what you're saying is like i set a shoulder press goal back in december and man it's been it was ballsy i was like i'm gonna get a 200 pound shoulder press and i was at like 145 i was nowhere and it's hard to build that strength mm. it takes a long time yes and at some point i was like why am i doing this and i wrote it on my board uh down in the garage in the, in the gym and i was like for discipline for health and be true to my word and when you said like it's more about the process more about becoming the type of person i was like that's all it is it's not about 200 pounds it's about becoming the type of person that can stick to a goal and do the little things that really no one else sees except you but builds those habits yes sticking to it our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Exactly. But by setting that goal, the goal is still important. I don't want to devalue the goal or the event that someone's training for. That's still important because it's giving them the opportunity to step into that identity. Yeah. Yeah, but, that makes sense. Um, okay, so you said you went back to your why. That was my yeah. second point in that it's really important to examine your ultimate why. Why is training important to you? What benefits are you getting? Um, we may have talked about this before, but are you familiar with the exercise called the five whys? Kind of. Sounds familiar-ish. Yeah. We, we may have briefly touched on this before, but there's an exercise called the five whys, and it's extremely simple. It's simple, but it's actually kind of hard to do. So let's use your goal as an example of, okay, I want to shoulder press 200 pounds. That's your, that's your goal. So that's kind of, I'm going to say that's surface level. That's the okay. outcome goal, right? Yeah. Okay. So then you go through this process of asking yourself, why is that important? So Bones, why is that important? And just give me like a one, one answer, one of the reasons. Because it's one of the hardest lifts to strengthen, takes the most time. And it's like, I think it's a test of true strength pressing overhead. Nice. It's hard. It's a test of strength. It's kind of a proof, proof of strength. Yeah. Um, okay. Why? is proving this strength important to you? 
okay, how, where do you, where should I go with this? Uh, my first thought was growing up, I was always kind of the weaker one of the group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Childhood trauma? I don't know. But yeah, that's probably it. Like growing up, it was like, eh, I was never kind of the strong kid. It was like kind of lanky, shy, quiet. Yeah. So being strong is important to me. Yeah. Okay. So you want to prove that strength because you're carrying some impact from childhood. Okay. So why is that important? Why is it important to heal those wounds from childhood? To become a better human today, become a better man. And why is strength an important definition of masculinity or manhood? Huh. Wow. It's okay if you don't have an answer, because these are really hard questions. Why questions are really hard? Because they're asking you to dig really deep. So you actually did a really good job in that I asked you two whys, and you had already dug pretty deep. You already identified childhood trauma that still has impact on you. It's really common. I can tell you what most people say. Most people have a goal of, I want to lose 20 pounds. That's their outcome goal. And then you say, well, why is that important to you? I want to have a six pack. Okay, why is having a six pack important to you? Well, I I want to feel confident in my skin. Yeah, confidence, that's good. Emotions are really powerful and they're good to, to attach motivation to. Why is having confidence important to you? And then it's not until you get into, you know, the fourth or the fifth why, where you're really getting into the meat and potatoes of it's usually, well, I've never felt confident. I grew up being the fat kid and I still feel that way today. So, Boom. so I got there in two whys. You, yeah, you got there right away. <laughs> and then we started going deeper. I was like, yeah, we oh, went dude, really deep. Yeah. I have no idea why we're, qu- I was, I was listening to what you were saying, but I, it was a five whys. So get to the root cause of, or the root reason of your goal, right? That's the five whys exercise. Yeah. So you basically right? start with your outcome goal. And then ask yourself why at least you want to try to shoot for five. So try to get to that root of why is your goal important to you? And it's, it's tough. Most people can't get to five. Really. I have, it's pretty rare for me that people get to five, usually like three or four. Why wouldn't you get to five? Five is five like the goal, like get to the fifth. Like that's when they say, okay, the root reason is dug up at five, or like in my case, I got two. Like, is why is one better than the other, or no, not? Um, really, the number you know, asking yourself five times is not super important. I think the goal here is to ask yourself why enough times so that it allows you to uncover your reason. Because really, most people start off at a pretty superficial level of, well, I want a six pack because Mm. I want it. But really, that's not the reason. That's not the real reason. So it's about digging. Yeah. So the amount of why's doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm still trying to think of an answer for why is strength a sign of masculinity? 
It's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. But I think you that's... Yeah, but you you uncovered a lot pretty quickly. I think that could be an entire episode. I think that's a cultural and society society driven question. Oh yeah. So absolutely. Back to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also so now that I'm thinking about it as a female I mean culturally females don't necessarily want to be strong or seen or viewed as strong in certain certain um groups. You know, I've had females that say I really want to lift weights but I don't want to get buff. I mean, yeah. I don't want to look I don't want to look like that. Yeah, like a man. I hear, I hear that all the time. I want to lift weights, but I I want to be toned. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to get bulky. And that's always interesting to me. I think that like that is insulting to people that are actually are like women that are muscular, bulky. Oh, sure. Because you know how long it takes for that to happen, especially for a woman who has you know, less testosterone and less hormones that like engage those types of things. It takes a long time, even for a man. I mean, shit, men can have low T and stuff all the time, and it's hard for them to put on muscle. Like lifting a couple 10-pound weights like a couple times a week for a year isn't going to get you there, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, that, that thinking is... Uh, it's backwards. It's backwards. It's really backwards. And also, women, most women, to get the toned look that they want, what they really want is they want to lift. You want to lift. You want to lift for volume. You want to lift for strength. What you're scared of doing will actually give you the results that you want. The, t- the toned look. Yeah. Come full circle on that. Do what makes you most scared or most uncomfortable. Mm, usually yes. get you there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so one more thought that I was having outside of all of this deep identity and yeah. deep-seated whys. I think something that I've done recently in the season that I'm in of I'm just kind of going through the motions. And it's tough because I attach judgment to that all the time and I should myself man, I, sh- I should be training harder. I should be training for something. I should sign up for a CrossFit competition. Removing that judgment and then replacing that with, I should have fun in the gym. Kind of like how you suggested. I should, you know, lean into the things that I really like. Hey, I'm going to run a deadlift program. I'm going to run a bench program because those are two movements I really love. But also what I would recommend to people is what about learning a new skill? I think learning a new skill, learning a new physical skill can be really powerful. And generally when we focus on the learning, like you said, we start focusing on the process versus the outcome. So we're learning how to do something. I'm learning how to ruck. You know, I'm learning this whole new venture of rucking. I mean, there's rucking communities the same way there's CrossFit communities and it's, it's a whole thing. There's rucking competitions. There's different weights that you can ruck with. There's different vests and backpacks and 
it's this whole thing that I kind of knew about, but not really. And then actually kind of dipping your toe in a different pool. So instead of being in the CrossFit pool, like what if you went over to something else? Yeah, I love that too. I mean, yeah, crocking is such a good example because there is a huge community or hiking has been like another great one. Rucking though, so kind of like how there's marathons, Spartan races, Ironmans, rucking has, I don't know if it's associated exactly with rucking, but there's something called the adventure challenge. Have you ever heard of one of those? No. Okay. So like it's, there's some in Michigan, there's a bunch in California. Basically it's like you get a map and there's like a course, but it's not labeled, nothing like that. And you get a map and you get like a start and a finish and you have to go through the different little, you know, rucking, then you canoe or kayak, and then you have to find the map, find certain items, find certain paths to get to like the finish. And uh, some of them are like eight hours long. Others oh. are like 48 hours long, like overnight Whoa. jaunts and stuff that get really, really serious. And uh, I guess they're like crazy fun. Like, you know, there's biking can be involved, mountain biking, off-road biking, stuff like that. And you just kind of have to like, navigate the land and figure out your way to the finish um so yeah there's like so many things out there that we don't even know about and we just kind of have focused on crossfit the whole time because that's our community Mm -hmm. uh weightlifting inside the gym is our community but that in itself is pretty safe too when uh we're talking about like getting out of your comfort zone doing what scares you Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to like totally leave everything that you know and try something different taekwondo karate yeah. or, you know anything jujitsu uh, yes I, like totally i often try to remember this about crossfit because it's so comfortable to me at some point in our life and everybody that has done crossfit in our gym at worthy anywhere we've been they've done the scariest thing possible and they joined a gym where they knew nobody and knew nothing yeah right we've all have done that whether we've had like a friend or two there already or not is irrelevant because it's still very scary. So I try to remember that, that it's incredibly scary to join a new thing when you don't know anything about it and aren't good. And that could be, like you said, the biggest key and propeller of growth. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man. I remember the first time going to CrossFit worthy and going to on-ramp and it was terrifying. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't know anybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a whole new city for you pretty much up to that point. I mean, you, you yeah. were there for a little bit, but you didn't know anybody and no one knew you. You didn't know what to expect. How hard it was going to be, what the hell a power clean or snatch was, like scary. Yeah. What kept me in CrossFit is the skills though. There's so many skills and there's so much mastery to work on in CrossFit and you're never really done you know because CrossFit is so broad you're never really done mastering these skills because there's always ways to make things harder or more challenging and so it's like all right you learned to do a handstand now you're going to learn to do a handstand walk all right now you can do a handstand walk now you're going to do a handstand obstacle course. <laughs> yeah. There's just always nuts. something be- bigger and better. Right? There's always a bigger fish. Yeah. But yeah, that's also, I've said this before, but it goes back to 
if you're feeling stuck or stagnant in your training, it, it's tough to do it alone. I will raise my hand and say, it's kind of tough to work out solo. Sometimes I enjoy it, but sometimes I really hate it. But it's really helpful to join groups where the desired behavior is the normal behavior. So especially if you're feeling stuck or lost, or if you're buying into this idea of, yeah, I want to do something scary and I want to learn something new, join a group, get a coach, because that's going to be the best way to tackle that. Totally. I think, I think going off one more, when you said the desired behavior is a normal behavior, I think that's one of the best quotes and things we, you've brought to this, mm-hmm. like in the past too. Like you don't recognize it like that's happening though when you make those choices, right? You're not like yeah. making a conscious choice like that's my desired behavior and it's normal there and I will choose that. But like you, you make a choice that's scariest. So I think focusing on like the scary choice that's still safe, you know, but mm. sounds fun. Yeah. Is where you should kind of go to. And then you'll find when you look at it, like, oh, yeah, I, I found that behavior lifestyle is like, this is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. It's just like you join a gym to get fit, but you find a community. Yes. Right. You don't join a gym for a community and then realize you can get fit. Totally. Okay. So the biggest takeaway from this is find out what the scary thing is. And go do that. So that's that's my challenge to everyone listening, but also to you and to myself, right? Is we have to find the scary thing. I'll let you so I'll let you ask Corey, because he did come, he his gears were turning and he did come to some conclusion yeah. about you know where he wants to take his training and what would light that fire again. And so I'll let you ask him. What conclusion he came to. Okay. Yeah, I'll ask him. Yeah. Thanks, Bones. Thanks, Connor. See you next week. See ya.